guys. Ooh. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, no, no. Ah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Delayed. So that hey takes guys. Up, take seven over there. Welcome to episode 37 of CMD Towers Brews and Builds. I'm Mr. Comma number five, and my fellow host once got into a brawl and emerged victorious with Bruce Tarl. Big Ooh. talk. What's uh, going on? It's my doppelganger. Uh, I got to lead it off with uh, Hey Hamara and Hamaritz. Because the cool cats and kittens things been played out. So, uh, no, I'm doing I, I'm, I'm doing good. Glad to be here. Feeling it this week. I am drinking a beer called a liquid stimulus package well, from our local brewery here. So it's also Is a giant a can. thing? <laughs> <laughs> have you been playing Warzone? Uh, yeah, we have no. here. No, no okay, I gotcha. Mr. Combo, but no, but... I, I've been on the Far Cry 5 kick. Oh, gotcha. See, okay, you guys will love this. Side note on that. My TV is so old, and, like, there's something with the screen where I literally can't play that with or without glasses without getting a pounding migraine. It's you know you so weird. You get a new TV for, like, uh, 200 bucks these days. Yeah, I know, but we've talked There's a lot of, we've talked a lot about things I could or could not get and have talked about getting for a while, but... And also, wouldn't, in theory, your monitor for your computer probably be better quality than your TV? Yeah. At this point, yeah. Like, then I gotta bring my Xbox in here and it's not quite as big, so it's, you know, look, there's a hundred solutions to this problem. I just choose to complain about that. But Mr. Combo, how are you? Is your microwave still talking to you? Uh, you know, it, it, has, it hasn't talked to me in a few days, uh, but now it's kind of weird. I've been talking to my can opener, oh. but it's on electric. So I don't know how it slides. What? <laughs> like, hey, is he really opening up to you? Boom! <laughs> Get it. For all you friends out there, I'm blasting. <clears throat> uh, thanks for tuning into our podcast, and this is only able to happen by our awesome producer, Squeamy Gee, and his production company, Rich Chaos Records, here in Kansas City. What up, Reverend Squee? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually true news. I am a real reverend indeed. Uh, Isn't like a reverend of bacon? No, 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 no. I'm only a minister of bacon. Oh, that's right. Uh, I'm I'm a reverend at the Universal Life Church. Uh, So if anybody needs counsel... I guess you could ask me if you want. <laughs> well, it's I mean, people, you. that's how the whole Deer Squee thing started, right? Wasn't it you trying to t- trying to flex a little bit with your with your uh, warm, bony shoulder and no, open ear? No, supposed to be a Deer Abbey joke. Oh, yeah, that's and right. it completely failed because no one yeah. ever sent in any questions. Yeah, I mean, nobody yeah, wanted to bunch of cowards. Yeah, they didn't want my advice. Anyways, so I'm doing pretty good. That's cool. <laughs> That's nice. That's <laughs> yeah, swell. Just, just, just another yeah, one locked in. Swell. <laughs> well, if you know what else is swell, guys, if you want to support us, head over to uh, level1gameshop.com. This will match accessories like that sweet exclusive CMD Tower playmat and Matt Hunter Pack sleeves. They also do have a sweet TCG player store with a 99% accuracy rating and super competitive prices. Another way to support our show is head over to Patreon, patreon.com slash CMD Tower. We have four different pledge levels and rewards vary from just getting access to that sweet new Discord. Wait, it's not sweet or new. It's savage and old Ooh, and like your own set of cmd tower play mat and sleeves of course the free way to share the content you're already listening to uh, is just uh you know do that share it do share it, it. <laughs> you know you could do roast it. or you could roast chuck the slice and nick the hotness on yes. twitter uh hashtag feud for life clear clearly they are enemies and in each other's throats uh in in the in the discord and the twitterverse so would you we, would you say they're an enemy of the state. Oh, like it. Only if you're talking like about it. Will Smith. 
Uh, do you guys know that Seth Green is in that movie? It's like an operative. Yeah, yeah and, it's like an FBI surveillance and, guy. And, and even better, he talks down like a child to Gary Busey's son, Jake Busey. <laughs> it's it's a weird one. Like once you see the extras in that movie, you're like, I mean, the the whole movie's odd. You got Will Smith, Gene yeah. Hackman, Seth Green. Yeah, yep. it's, it's quite a thing. Anyways. Well, if you want more gems like this, every little bit of interaction <laughs> from the collective does help to produce these uh, one-off random skits we do. Uh, every episode, we want to give a shout-out to the music provided by Pink Royal. And, of course, stay tuned till the end so you can get details on how you can win a borderless Garouk and Oko from Throne of El Drain from our sponsor, Level 1 Game Shop. So, hey, Bruiser Builds in our Deck Tech series. It's all about the decks that Big Tuck and I have in our Paths to 32. Each podcast, we're going to talk about one of those Paths to 32 decks. But, hey, in a cool manner... A beer and some brews. Beer and some brews. So we broke it down into four categories. The first one's going to be ramp and setting your board state. We correlate that to a grain bill. Yes, and grains are the foundation of every beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts, usually in about a 60 to 40 ratio. Thank you. Uh, it's That's that's your slurp noise because I can't pass this beer to you. Um, this helps with the color, the taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of a beer. Dex always need ways to stabilize, grow, and ramp into your bigger threats. And just like a grain profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. Yeah, the next one's going to be how does your board interact with all of your opponents? We're calling that the hot profile. Hops give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors. They are a real plant that grow in a variety of strands and help distinguish subcategories like IPAs. Our help choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can actually do what it wants. And then the next one's going to be how does your deck actually win the game, which this deck really struggles with because they really can't <laughs> even make it past the grain section. Yeah, that yeast. Uh, this one's a little light on the grain and a little heavy on the yeast. So this would be uh, like a Belgian quad, but water. Uh, yeast are living microorganisms <laughs> that eat the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds alcohol content without the carbonation. Without yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water. And without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of actually winning the game. And then to seal the deck <laughs> tech, we have shenanigans. These can be cards or synergies that are in the deck that just could be kind of fun. We call this the spice packet. Yes, and not every beer has them, or deck in this case. There's sometimes not a lot of options. It's called one. But uh, sometimes uh, spices and additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into a jalapeno stout or the addition of chocolate nibs that turns a buffalo stout into a buffalo vanilla chocolate stout. Not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does this is where we talk about it but i do want to pause right there i think we have to be honest all the even the spice that i have in this deck could fit in another category because technically they all fit yes it's just like sure there was also there's a thing there's a couple other ones that i thought you might be able to put in here but they also kind of work so uh yeah, I can, I can, it's a weird i'm, it's I'm a weird sure tribe i'm, I'm sure you Since have it's some a spice and maybe a grain you could call it a grain <gasps> of salt oh and then to cap it all off, we have a bottle capping, which should be BitX and I's recommendations to the deck that are under $5, under 50 bucks, and a personal recommendation that has no budget. The only restriction is no mana-only lands. So without further ado, <sighs> let's let's get <laughs> let's uh let's get into this thing, cuz uh woof. Yeah. So without further ado, let's get brewing. So tonight we are talking about Gisa and Geralt's Bad Date Night. This is my Demir zombie tribal deck, and now, it's called Bad Date Night because all the zombies are out on the board and Gisa and Gorolf never come out of the command zone, now, aka uh, their I, house. I do want to stop you there. Um, I did have some questions around the name of this deck. Um, you are aware that Gisa and Gorolf are in fact brother and sister, correct? 
You know what, Vorthos nerd? You can suck it. <laughs> I'm, just say, I'm just saying. I was like, now, I, now far be it from me to point out any sort of lacks of virtues or culturally hey, discriminate. Dis- culturally, all right. Culturally discriminate against the uh, the uh, virtues and norms of the plane of Innistrad. But I just wanted to, I just wanted to bring that up because I was like, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but please continue. And when they do come out of that command zone, very rarely, but do they ever have fun? No, not so much. So Big Tuck, read off the card. All right, so... That's uh, apparently brother and sister. They are, in fact, brother and sister. So Giza and Geralt are a legendary creature human wizard. They're two colorless and Demir for a 4-4. It's a mythic. Um, When it enters the battlefield, put the top four cards of your library into your graveyard, and then during each one of your turns, plural, you may cast a zombie creature card from your graveyard. And I'm going to read the flavor text just to point this out for one last time and then we'll let that bit die. These fields are slightly less tolerable than you. Uh, to the other character, a sentiment that warms my heart, comma, sister. So it's totally platonic <laughs> and I think they do it. It's, fine. <laughs> it's all fine. Everything's fine. So the, the whole reason we're doing the Oh, by the way, I do want to point out that Geese and Geralt are just a worse version of Carador. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. The whole once per turn thing, yeah. just absolutely worse. Well, and again, it's um, not, it's and also like when they enter the battlefield, it, that's it. Like, it's not like every turn or they don't have an active ability that you can like mill yourself or something. So, yeah, uh, yeah, we'll get we'll get into that a little later, maybe. Yeah, I, I guarantee one of Big Tuck's uh, bottle capping is going to be like, so you change this commander out for <laughs> yeah. another one. So you take this deck and throw it away. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just teasing. Uh, it's fine. <clears throat> so uh, the reason we're doing this deck is because Big Tuck actually did his Ninja Demir deck on episode 10, and he loves his. Loves his Ninja deck. Honestly, I hate this deck. I actually despise it. It's a Demir piece of trash. Uh, And on my path to 32, I'm embarrassed that it is my Demir representative. Uh, But I figured... We're doing this whole go back around where yeah. we've talked about decks or colors that the other cohort actually liked. So let's hear the other person that hates theirs and see if maybe we can help each other out. Yeah, and um, it, it does do things different. You know, zombies, I think, I think as an archetype, to me, they're a little like slivers where they're kind of... Oh, they're so much worse. Oh, yeah, so but like worse. I mean, I mean, so far as like they're kind of dime a dozen, right? Like there's a couple different ways you can do it, but for the most part, they're like plopping down zombies and going into the red zone one way or another. Um, I think that there was some fun decisions you made with it, um, and I do think that this does fall into one of those decks um, that is a good, you know, last one of the night where you're just like, you know, we've been having, we've been, uh, as my mom says, making rather merry, and you don't really want to think um, or like plane chase sometimes. Um, yeah, it's it's fine. Uh, I've only seen one of these that I really, really liked, and that was a little bit a build different build than normal. Um, so, I mean, you know, I think this was a deck that you made when you were... This was like your... Kind of one of your earlier decks, right? Like in your top 10, maybe? Yeah, I'd say top 10. <clears throat> and and <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong, This I feel like this deck was also made out of a lot of cards you got off, off of that monster uh, Shadows of Her Innistrad box you had, right? Or Eldritch um, Moon? So, so this deck actually came to fruition off of a Ghoul Caller Giza deck mm. that I had made an ex-girlfriend to try to get her That's into right. magic. That's right. She didn't get into it, and I didn't want Ghoul Caller Giza as my mono-black commander. Mm-hmm. So this actually got previewed in Eldritch Moon, and I was right. like, oh, 
all splash in blue, yeah. make a fun zombie deck. As you can tell from the color pie, I did not put a lot of blue <laughs> in the deck. You did not splash quite <laughs> enough in. Um, and also, while we're talking about the deck, uh, three nine two curve with uh, yeah. Not I'm just gonna spoil this a little bit. Um, there's not a ton of uh, mana acceleration in here too. So <laughs> yeah, um, I got like two. Yeah. So uh, you know, like I think there's ways that you can make this work. I think there's some. I think there are some cool cards in here that are kind of fun to talk about. A couple cute ones. Um, and you know, there's some classic cards in here that we probably aren't gonna really be able to talk about. So you know, I I say this is this is a good one to, to dissect and uh, maybe if. If I may stitch back together. Oh, I like it. So with that being said, let's see if Big Tuck can get me through this bad date into a happy ending. <laughs> We're gonna head over that ramp at Great we, we, we did say that we did say we did call that this is gonna be the year of the hand hoot, so here we are. There we go. Uh, so the first one I want to talk about is actually I think a very cool card for this kind of deck. It's a zombie, oh. so it works with Geese and Girls Commander. I know, shocker. You, you don't, you don't uh, say. Uh, came out in Amonkhet, and oh. it has one of Big Tuck's favorite abilities. I got this like, one, too. This is my first pick. Ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Money Wall. Ah, yeah. I didn't get to make my rain stick yet, so. <laughs> it's two colorless black, creature zombie wall. It's a common. It's mm -hmm. a zero five. Big Tuck, I want you to read its abilities and also that sweet paragraph of uh, flavor text. Oh, sure. Uh, damn it. I should have worn my glasses, but here we are. Oh, my gosh. You're on a computer. <laughs> get over it. Oh, uh, five defender um, cycling two. So we all know what cycling does. But for those who don't uh, two discard this card, draw a card um, before the monuments, before the first trials, before Nakatomen itself. <laughs> Naga, 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 not gonna wear my glasses like an idiot. Um, Bullis cooled the plane of its adults in order to rebuild it for its own designs. Um, and to be fair, like many of the many of the card arts, this card art is in fact totally metal, man. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> so the reason I put this card in the deck is because I look at it this way. Early game, it's either do I need a 0-5 blocker because I'm just getting hammer-rotted yep. by some elf deck that's mm -hmm. going out of control or some Voltron just someone's deck. Beating or in on the, um... do I just want to cycle it for two? Yep. Draw a card and then I'll cast it later? Like, yeah. I think this card has a lot of utility for a zombie deck, especially around Geese and Garolf, since they allow you to do that once a turn, play the card. Correct. I, I agree with that. And again, I kind of feel like this is some of <clears throat> I kind of equate this ironically because it's also a wall like to some of the walls in an Arcades deck they're there they don't really do a ton they're just very good early utility as you're kind of building up um, the fact that it is a zombie does play into a lot of your other cards so you like it's not like you're going way off base on this sure um, I, I think it's like I think it's kind of a cool choice in this and again it's a common from Amonkhet so it's 15 cents, 16 cents. Yeah. Um, and, and like, if you're trying to do something a little different, if you're looking for something to mix it up, like you may mention, going into the graveyard is huge on its own. So yeah, so I, I think it's a cool, I think it was a really cool choice. We actually saw this two, I don't know, whatever amount of Sundays ago. And I was like, oh yeah, it actually like kind of helped out for the first few turns for you. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I'm a big fan of it. And I think it's one of those that... If it wasn't a zombie, I wouldn't have it in the deck. Yeah, right. It just wouldn't make sense. Uh, but And I don't think it makes sense in any other wall deck. Maybe mm. a Doran deck, sure. Sure. If it's like, yeah, I need the cycling for card draw, right. why not? I won't argue you. But outside of that, 
it doesn't work in any other yeah. deck. Like, I don't even think it works in the other zombie legend decks because they don't really play out of the graveyard as they much do yeah. good stuff with zombie that's out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's more draft fodder. Yeah, I agree. But, it, but like, still, like, I think it's fun that you put it in the deck, right? Like, and it has its piece. So, I mean, I don't know. I like it. And it, and it saved you a handful of damage when I saw it. So, why not, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, what's your uh, second card you want to talk about? So, this one's one of the best cards in the deck. Um, it's also got some pretty creepy artwork, uh, and it's pretty awesome. Coming in at five dollars, we were talking about an enchantment. I'm guessing this is not the one that you're talking about. I'm literally looking at my like word document as you talk because I don't have all the cards memorized. Oh, I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> uh, we're talking about endless ranks of the dead. Not nah, you're good. Oh, okay. So this card's this card's actually really good. So no, just, it's very very yeah. good. It's I think there's two cards in here that like kind of make the deck um, and make it really fun to play as zombies. Um, and this is definitely one of them. So like I said, two colorless black black for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, put X black zombie creature tokens onto the battlefield where X is half the number of zombies you control rounded down. I mean, like it says it right there on the card. This deck's oh, this is only going to come into play in zombie decks that care about that. Um, or care about making zombie tokens or Ooh, pulling things out. Dollars. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. It's kind of crazy. But again, like there's a hand, there's a fair amount of people who play zombie decks, and this just kind of slots into all of them. Um, I think this is one of those things where people, you know, if they're not doing proper threat assessment, I think this is something that might be able to fly under the radar a little bit, a little bit, um, because they're like, oh, well, it doesn't do anything if he doesn't have a zombie. So like board wipe solves that problem. And then you go, ah, ha, ha. But unfortunately for you, comma, ding dong, I have nothing but zombies in this deck. So you're only putting a bandaid when you really need a suture. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. No, I, th I think this is a great card. The only thing th with this deck and maybe Big Tuck will get into it more. I'll mention it a little bit now. Zombies is that tribe similar to elves mm -hmm. to where there's some really good elf creatures or zombie creatures, mm -hmm. but the tribe is really dependent on tokens. Yes, I would, and, I would agree with that. And I feel like this deck is the kind of, it's not a Ghost of Girlfriend's Past, but it has that feeling of, am I going like zombie lord stuff or am yeah. I going zombie token stuff? Am I going, and it's like, not dedicated one way or the yeah, other. Yeah, like, and, and we'll get into this later, but to your point, like, I think there's kind of three ways to build zombies. And you, I think you touched on, on two of them. One of them is <clears throat> like, I'm going to go zombie tokens. Uh, the other one is I'm going to go zombie more creatures with buffs and lords and that sort of thing. And then I think the third one is playing a like more reanimator style. Um, sure. and I think you have kind of bits and pieces of all of them in here. So yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that a little later. But I know this card isn't super exciting. So, Mr. Combo, I wanted to ask you, what do you think or when do you think that zombies, as we know them today, the mindless minions of the undead, became popular or were kind of created? Are we talking about in magic history? I'm talking about, talking about in I'm talking about in culture history. Oh, culture history. I'm gonna say the early 1900s. Uh, yeah, actually, not that, not too far. Or like so, late 1800s, early 1900s. I'd say between 1880 and 1920. So in that 40 year time span. What's kind of crazy is it sound and like because it's been in the cultural um, zeitgeist, if you will, for so long. In reality, the idea of this zombie was actually created by George A. Romero in Night of the Living Dead, which came out in 1968. 
on October 1st. So it's kind of cool. Wait, you're talking about the whole concept of a zombie came out in 1968? The, the, of the zombies that we know them of today, how they're undead. Really? Yes. So it's funny because like vampires came out in I think the 17 or 1800s. Frankenstein yeah. monsters came out around that same time. And we can get more into that because I used to be kind of obsessed with vampires. Um, but I did this, my senior uh, paper on it. Got a D plus. Oh, nailed it. Um, so anyway, but yeah, like the, the modern idea of how we view zombies was actually created by George A. Romero. So this isn't a film podcast, but for people out there who actually know a lot about horror movies, he's like really well known. And he really is pretty much credited with creating how we view um, cannibalistic undead corpses. So a little bit of yeah, trivia there. And if you're not that familiar with the film history, you might be familiar with pop culture. Sure. Uh, George Romero is actually the gentleman that helped design like the first like five to eight seasons of The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're actual zombies on yeah. the show. So if you're familiar with that show and what those zombies look like, the guy that basically what Big Tuck is saying created that concept of zombie is the one that actually started the whole concept. I can't believe he did it on the, the Walking Dead is as going well. on right now. This is this is life worth those. This not, is so much worth those. <laughs> it's something to do with the game. So but anyways, hey, th- th- this is life book club, wait, sir. Don't you have <laughs> don't you have something to say to, to Squee, Mister Combo? We haven't heard it in months. Now you're play Squee. Ooh. So anyways, oh, and by the way, that was your bit before it started to be my bit. <laughs> that is correct. Point that out. You did Dang start it. that bit. Well, I'm, I am the bit king. Uh, so anyways, a um, little bit of trivia there for those uh, fellow firm, film nerds out there. Um, and Endless Ranks of the Dead is a really good card. So that's all I got. Cool. Uh, well, I want to talk about a legit ramp card in the deck uh, that does a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> Soul <Ring>. Deck thinning. <laughs> yeah. Deck thinning. Mana ramp. We're talking corpse harvester. Yeah, this card is awesome. Uh, three colorless black black zombie wizard. Colorless black tap. Sack a creature. Search your library for a zombie card and a swamp card. Reveal them. Put them into your hand. Reveal. Then shuffle your library. It's a three three. Mm-hmm. It's only. It's under a dollar. Honestly, Tuck, I'm, I, I know we we basically created the staple standard mm-hmm. playbook because we <laughs> felt as a podcast that people abuse the whole, oh, this is a standard. Staple. Or sorry, staple. staple. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a staple. It goes in every day. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. I feel like mono black because mono black is usually attrition. I'm sacking my mm-hmm. own stuff or even worst case Orzov. I feel like this goes into almost all those decks because you're you have a stack yeah. outlet for two mana and you're replacing it with an un tapped land to your hand and you know what you may have a zombie, zombie. card in your deck a lot of people run Micaeus. Micaeus mm-hmm. is a zombie yeah uh, or two um, a tutor for a Micaeus doesn't seem bad or like you're going to get in a, a gary a gray merchant of asphodel that that's sort of thing he's That's a zombie. A commonly played card. Card. Yep. Um, standard might be pushing it. And the reason why for me is because it's five mana, which is a lot for a ramp card. Um, sure. And again, if you're just sacking to go get a swamp, I think there's ones that do it better. Uh, I like it though. And I, I think this is a good card to bring up for that because like you said, like, uh, black really really struggles on getting lands out. There's starting there's starting to be more and more swamp style cards, right? Um, so if you're playing into like one of those three color zombie decks, I think this does a lot of work there. Um, if you're playing into like three card or two color undead, like this would be a great card in that too. Um, like I said, the only thing I don't like about it is it's a little slow. Um, and this deck, I think it's great. Uh, the sack outlet part, you know me, I love a good sack outlet. So, I mean, I think this is some, this is probably something that people don't really consider to run in their black decks. And it's something that you can certainly play in, into things that are not zombie based. So from my perspective, it's more, it's not that this is a staple or standard 
amongst every black deck mm-hmm. of all mankind. Because when you say something like that, that means yeah, yeah. ZEDH, casual, sure, all, right, the yeah, all the good stuff. I do think if you were to, to <clears throat> compartmentalize and say, hey, we're in a casual format, what would you recommend for me to do black ramp? I may put this in there. Yeah, yeah. Like, no. I'm not gonna lie. Like for a casual deck that's mm-hmm. just, hey, five mana, next turn you pay two, go get a swamp, maybe you have a zombie, maybe yeah, right you now. don't. Uh, that doesn't seem that bad. And, and again, like to to that point, like if you're trying to build an un, an uncommon deck that's like all uncommons or something that's like super budget friendly, I think that fl- I think it slots into those really really well. Um, and and again, like I honestly had never seen this before until we till today. So I was like, oh okay, like that's that's kind of cool. I kind of like that. Cool. Well, hey, what's your last green card? So I got a super boring one to make up for my uh, zombie tr- my zombie rant I went on. Um, it is a three colorless artifact that is called Urza's Incubator. Wahoo. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what, though? Like we've talked about off cast, uh, we've gotten feedback from some of you guys out there in the collective. The collective. Uh, that sometimes maybe you do want us to talk about some of the more what we think are boring cards because you maybe haven't heard of them or sure. maybe you're new to the podcast. So, yes, to us, these are very boring. But I actually, I was considering talking about Urza's Incubator just from the aspect of this can go in a lot this of is decks. Real, it, and it's... I mean, you single-handedly politic to get this card out of the game mm-hmm. last week because you knew how good it yeah, was. Yeah, it's it's insane. So when it comes into play, choose a creature type. Creature spells of the chosen type cost two uh, generic mana or colorless mana less to play. Um, it's awesome. Uh, it's something that can easily get out of hand if you can untap and go into it. Like, pretty much... I mean, if you cast three spells next turn, you just save yourself six mana uh, from yep. a three drop. And the thing that I think is the craziest about it is that it's $15, at least this printing that you have of it, right? Um, and I think that has to do with when this... Well, I think it has to do with how old it is. True, and it got and it's only gotten one reprint into uh, the Boros Giants deck from five or six years ago, which is hot trash. Uh, believe me, I know. <laughs> but like, uh, I think it's really cool, right? Um, and this also probably was skyrocketed from the commander set that had the tribals, right? Because everyone's like, oh, wizards, this goes nuts. Um, I do think it's a really cool card. You might have one sitting around. And I don't really think, I can't think of a reason that if you're really dedicated to a tribe, if that's something that you're really going with, this card just does complete bonkers house into it. Yeah, you know, I will say this. I don't run it in my Slivers deck, I believe. Just because I I run a lot of Slivers with multiple pips in their colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So it's like, yeah, I could save the mana, but more likely than not, I'm saving one. Yeah, right. That doesn't feel as great. Exactly. Um, And and you have like Gem Hide Sliver. There's other ramp options in that as well. So, um, but, but again, like, Depending on the tribe you're playing, this usually slots in pretty well. So if you can find one for cheap, guys, as a warning, you don't want to play this in a popular tribe deck unless you are running a hand deck Mm -hmm. like Squee McGee. If we had a lot of elf decks in our play group, would you run an Urza's Incubator to where everyone's elves would cost you less to play? Even if we didn't, I never run anything that's an entire board state Mm -hmm. like that. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, think, I think you need to play a weird tribe that the most only likely one, it's kind of off ball. Yeah, the only odd exception I have is maybe an Elvis champion, but I'm really on the fence yeah. about that too. And and this sure. one, and to your point, like this one kind of came like this deck. Zombies is one of those weirder weird tribes where it really a lot of the cards say other zombies, period. Right? Yeah. Um, and that actually kind of came and bit you in the butt last yeah. time too. A little bit of swamp walk. Yeah, right. A little bit of more like a little bit of swamp butt. <laughs> been there <laughs> anyway um like i said there's this incubator it's just like it's a, it's a solid card it's a solid inclusion um really good to bring it up and i think this is one of those cards that you could potentially get at a magic fest at like a heavily played binder at like someone just threw it in a box somewhere because they you know it's a million years old and the art on it's horrible uh so if you can find this for cheap pick it up you will find a home for it for sure yeah, and I would say this also from a Magic Fest perspective, you could probably run into someone like me that hates their zombie deck. <laughs> that's just like, please take this off my hands. Yeah, I will take, yeah take it, take it, take this away from me, please. Well, I'm going to wrap up my grain bill with a card I'm surprised is $12. But I will say this. It's real good because it's a Lord Anthem effect, mm -hmm. but also is a commander replacement effect. Yes. We're talking Lord of the Undead. Lord. He kind of looks like Colorless. a white walker. He kind of does. Uh, colorless black black. It's a rare. Rare from ninth edition. It looks like. Well, you're, yeah. yeah. I am again. I'm not wearing my glasses. <laughs> I am again blind, blind like Ray Charles. Uh, I'm a creature zombie lord, which usually you don't see the whole creature zombie lord. Usually it just says mm -hmm. like lord yeah. or summon lord. Uh, so is this a legend? It is not. So it has been the most recent printing uh, has creature zombie. And then, okay. and then the other text uh, is other. Mm. So other zombies get plus one, plus one, colorless black tap, return target zombie card from your graveyard to your hand. It's a two, two. Mm -hmm. So like I mentioned in the beginning of this, uh, it's bad date night for Geese and Girl, <laughs> their brother or sister. They're embarrassed to go out in public. They've been uh, shamed, they've been shamed about their relationship. Yeah, they've been shamed. It's like Jamie Lannister and Cersei oh. Lannister. Nice. This deck, this deck uh, just took on a whole ooh. new breath of life. The White Walkers are out. They're scared to leave King's Landing. So uh, one of the White Walkers has to do their job for them. Raise the dead. <laughs> Get it. Uh, Get that set cutter just got awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what I need to do? I need to get the card altered so their hair is like hyper blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, this is a great card. Uh, it buffs my zombies mm -hmm. and it's allowing me to get zombies from the yard to right. my hand which isn't necessarily as good as Gisa and Garolf but like I said and actually I didn't even say this earlier uh, one of the things that I don't like about this commander guys is more times than not even though I have what tuck like 35 creatures 38 mm -hmm. creatures yeah, in the deck, yeah. For I, I will cast I will cast Geese and Garolf, and I will pitch enchantments, sorceries, incense yep. to the yard, or non-zombies, and I have no you way to get nothing them back to get them back. Yeah. I am just S-O-L. Yeah. So I like this card because I can at least get stuff from the graveyard without risking maybe pitching my other cards. And I think, you, I, you know, obviously the Lord of the Dead is a total staple in this in this. Uh, sub theme tribal build but i think you bring up a good point where it's like there's sometimes that i've seen you where you will play this entire deck and not cast your commander one time right Correct. <laughs> yeah and you're like so again i think that just kind of goes back to the idea of like this 
it's just interesting. To, it's interesting when you have a commander where it's sometimes it's like your worst play, quote unquote, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, I don't think that's anyone's fault or anything or the way the cards were designed. But um, zombies also are really benefited. They have a lot of these Lord effects. So being able to jam as many of them as you can into them, um, and especially that most zombies are just two twos, even the tokens as opposed to like goblins or elves that are one one. Like this is yeah. definitely this definitely adds up. Um, and it's again, it's not uncommon that this guy will himself be a four four outside of some board wipe range, um, and just tons of utility in it. So uh, it's a great card, and I actually was shocked to see it's twelve dollars, which is just insane. But yeah, I mean, people absolutely crazy. People love like I every everywhere I've lived, whether it's Chi Town or in Fort Collins or even here, there's always been someone who runs a zombie deck of some form or another. So you know, think about it. If we were gonna say the most popular tribes, and I know people want to put slivers in number one, it's not true. Honestly, for me, it goes goblins, elves are tied at number one. Yep. I would say zombies are number two. And then number three would be a mix of like humans or warriors or soldiers somewhere in there. Um, just because there's a lot of different avenues you could go. And then honestly, Slivers is kind of the bottom of the list. I, mostly because I think Sliver players, they play a Sliver deck and it's like, oh, kill that guy. Yeah. So no one wants to play it. Well, and like like I've talked about before, most I actually, I've also seen Slivers in all those things as well. And like, and to your point, they all are kind of the same. So like, I think there's a lot of people who have a Sliver deck and they're just like, yeah, I guess I'll play this. <laughs> you know, like again, end of the night. Um, and that's also because I think Sliver decks are kind of very similar across the board if not identical that's a conversation for a different time but yeah i would agree cool. i'd agree with that goblins and elves and zombies are probably in, in the top three for sure cool well that's gonna wrap up our rampant green bill guys now we're gonna head over to our board state and hot profile big tuck since you uh stole uh my first one why don't you go first and see if i can steal yours i you might because this is the second big payoff card that you really get a lot of value out of from um playing zombies so it's also an enchantment uh, it, it's a four or five drop, four colors in a black. We're talking call to the grave. Oh, you homie. Oh, really? Oh, you don't have this? No. Nope. This is the other. This is the other. In my opinion, the card that I've been like saddled with that's completely boned me playing zombies before. So, like I said, All right. four colors in a black for an enchantment. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player sacrifices a non-zombie creature. At the beginning of the so basic. Well, so basically, that is the zombie version of the vampire creature. Um, uh, one the Ruin Sage. There we go. Exactly. On an enchantment. Um, and then at the beginning of the end step, if no creatures on the battlefield, sacrifice call to the grave. So where this is really, really dug in deep is like we talked about when with more of like the zombie um, the zombie token generation side of things. And then they have like a dictate of Erebos or Grave Pack or some other thing where it's like, I mean, I played one I played against one person who had this and I was playing Voltron. It's like, well, I guess I'm just not I guess I'm just sitting this one out <laughs> until I draw until I draw a return to dust. Uh it's just so good, right? Like this is this is the I've seen people play this in non-zombie decks where they don't care as much about sacking creatures. Sure. But like this is like one of the major payoff cards of playing zombies because you will always have you and like you're not even sacrificing your zombies right so you don't have to sacrifice something it's each player's upkeep um and it's an enchantment right it's just it's just a brutal backbreaking card again it's five so in this deck um just due to the ramp situation uh it may not be as consistent to come out early but i've seen this when it comes out like turn three turn four and it's just so hard to answer to um the other thing i like about it is that it's not just your upkeep it's each player so you get your value out of it literally the turn when you after you pass turn you play this you get your value out of it starting then 
Yeah, and like worst case scenario, absolute worst, you play it, and then that person that's about to go next burns their enchantment right. removal, and it's like cool. And and we like, and- you just. You just saved me. Absolutely, yeah. And again, like we've talked before, how like we, people don't play enough artifact enchantment removal, right? So if they're burning this, they're going to leave you out something that's even scarier, right? Or if they exile this, they're going to leave you out like, your big bad creatures that you want. Um, if they counter it, that's another counter that's burned, right? So it's like this is like one of those cards where it's like if you cast it, it's amazing. And even if not, you're like, okay, like I don't need this card to win, right? This just skyrockets me in front of everyone else. Um, yeah, it's definitely what you would call a value town card. Correct. Yeah. You're you're not, you're not going to win the game with this card, but you're also not going to be like hurting and not feel like a dead turn if you play the card. Exactly. Like this will give you something to work with. This will give you this will push you forward a little bit. And it's only like a buck. So, I mean, that's that's awesome in and of itself. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to talk about the other giant payoff card that has screwed me every time I played against zombies. So, Mr. Combo, what do you got for number one? So number one is a card that technically can go infinite, but I've never, I don't have it in the deck for that. I have it in more of the deck for the value it brings. We're talking Haven Ghoul Lich. Oh yeah, this card's awesome. It's this three colorless Demir. Yeah, it's so good. It's a mythic. <laughs> Uh, three colorless Demir, creature zombie wizard, four, four, and it has an activated ability. Pay one colorless. You may cast target creature card from a graveyard this turn. When you cast that card this turn, Haven Ghoul Lich gains all activated abilities of that card until end of turn. (laughs) So the infinite combos, if you have this in Rooftop Storm and a sack outlet, you can just basically do whatever you Mm -hmm. want with whatever zombies. Yeah, you, you make infinite colorless mana, which is doesn't really matter but right. you make you know a whole bunch of garys yeah. that come into play okay that wins the game uh there's just a lot of avenues you can go with it i more have it in the deck because it allows me to toolbox for my opponent's mm-hmm. graveyards for their best creature for my situation so that's why I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a huge proponent of this card yep. i even think it would be good in a standard demir deck yes like even a Mirko Voss, I'd probably put yeah, it in there. I, I've always wanted it. It used to be kind of expensive, um, and it dropped down. And again, I think like the key thing here is that if this card just said target creature card from your graveyard, not that great, right? Any graveyard. Yeah. Um, and then the upside on it too is um, if it, if you get like even a mana dork, it pays for itself, right? The casting cost, which is like that's like worst case scenario, right? But like yeah. there's so many better ones that have monster activating the cost, right? Like um, uh, you could get. I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head. I didn't prepare for this. Uh, you could get something that like buffs everyone for pay for paid mana or I mean adds counters. About the top end with yeah. this being a zombie deck. What if you end up getting a crater hoof? Someone yes. tried to win. They couldn't do it. They couldn't close out the deal. You, right. you know, maybe your opponent blocked in your favor mm-hmm. uh, because they were about to die. Now crater hoof's dead. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll cast that card from the graveyard, and yeah, I mean, I don't get any of the effects other than its standard trample, but now i got a crater right. come in into play or, that now I'm going to win with. Or if you if you get a card that has, like, um, like this is a super edge case, and I don't know what just came to me, but, like, um, there's the Deathbringer Thopter that uh, you can sacrifice creatures to it, and whenever it sacrifices a creature, it gets a 1-1, and then you can burn people with it. Like, just getting a sure. free out, a sack out for outlet and getting two copies of that, um, I think it just does a lot. Like, I think it's a really 
good utility piece. Like you said, I think this goes into a lot of Demir decks. Um, it also goes into a lot of zombie decks, or I'm sorry, it goes into a lot of Wizards decks, which suck because Wizards decks are the worst, uh, <laughs> which is where it got its reprint. But yeah, awesome card, plays right into what the deck's trying to do. Yeah, 100%. And honestly, this is a card that I think would go in a majority of decks that run black or blue. Mm -hmm. Because you got to think about it this way. It's kind of graveyard hate. Yes. But also benefits you. And so it's kind of that weird, like, okay, would you run Rest in Peace? Well, yeah, sure, sure I would. Right. Okay, can you also run Black or uh, Blue or Black and Blue? Yeah, okay, well, why don't you just run this instead of Rest in Peace? You're not such a trash bag. Right. And you actually get something out of it. And you can play this as a political piece, right? Like, hey guys, we hate that card in the graveyard. Okay, I'm just gonna take that. It's away from him. And now he has to use a board wipe or removal to get his own card back. Um, yeah. And then like, if it is something, you know, like you get a Sun Titan or some other, some sort of insane card, then they're like, oh great. I got to burn my swords to plowshare on that. Yeah. Makes, makes sense. 100% agree, Makes man. sense to me. Well, what's your next hops card? So speaking of rest in peace, I am talking about a guy who's going to stab the other undead tribe directly in the back. We are talking wow. Kalitas, Traitor of Traitor Ghent. of Ghent! Yeah! <laughs> so, uh... I, I was wondering where you were going with that. I was just well, like, I, I thought, feel like he's talking about my this, card, but I don't know if he is. I thought this version was a zombie and something else, but it's really nope. not. And it's like one of the three non-zombie cards in this deck, but it's freaking yep. insane. And let me tell you, it's a real feel bad when you cast Geese and Girl. Oh, and you know this card. <laughs> oh no. Uh, By the way, $28? Yeah, well, okay, so um, let's go through it. So um, I'll read the, um, I'll read the uh, CMC. You do what you want, boo-boo. Okay, I'll read you do what you want, I'll read the CMC, the Evergreen Ability, and the Power of Toughness, and the rest of it's all you. So two, okay. two colorless, two black for a 3-4 lifelink vampire warrior legendary creature. I thought you were going to read its Evergreen Ability. You giving that to me now? No, I said lifelink. Oh, I said yeah, lifelink. Oh, all right. That's fair. <laughs> Uh, if a non-token creature an opponent controls would die, instead exile that card and put a 2-2 black zombie creature token onto the battlefield. Oh. I'll pause there. The reason that's really important, guys, is because your opponents do not get a die trigger or graveyard trigger. Correct. Because it says, instead, exile that card and you get the 2-2 zombie. Right, and it says... Now, here's the cool thing. You do get it with commanders. Yes. Because the commanders die, and before you can do the replacement effect, you get to choose... If you get the 2-2 zombie. Now, they still get to put it in the command zone, but you still get a zombie. And I will tell you, the game that Big Tuck referenced earlier, this card did some work. Yes. And it really made a lot of people real angry. And it's and again, like the key there is it says it would die, not dies, which yep. is clutch. So, But it doesn't stop there. <laughs> Yeah, no, so it's only a 3-4, so, you know, it's uh, slightly out of Lightning Bolt range, right. but it is Lightning Strike? Nope. Uh, nope. Lava nope. Coils, uh, there you go. <laughs> lava Coils, there we go. It's Lava Coil range, but for two colorless and a black, you can sack another irrelevant creature type or zombie <laughs> and put two plus one plus one counters on Kalatus, Traitor of Get. Oh. So if someone's about to do something, okay, I'll sack one of my zombie tokens, make it into a Correct. five, six, protect it. Oh, you're about to do it again? Maybe I have a little bit of extra mana. I'm going to do it again. This car is so good. Um, it's like, it's and the I think the reason why, so about the price, first, this goes into every zombie deck and every vampire deck, full stop. And I feel like Pioneer? Yes! Exactly! 
exactly. Freaking, I was I was looking at this card like three months ago, and it was like below ten dollars. And I'm like, ooh, that seems like it'd probably be a pretty good pickup. But I mean, there's not a format that's gonna come out of nowhere. <laughs> and completely butt bum me on a bunch of prices of cards that used to be good and standard and modern. But here we are, dude. This this card this card was like rife in standard. It was like a like two or four of them, like almost every deck. And then it oh, finally sure. rotated out. But then it had like I think it had some fringe modern play. And then after that, it's just like a cascading horribleness. Then the vampire tribal thing came out, and that completely hosed the price on that because it went into all those. And now. You know, also you also know why it's expensive because it's amazing. It's because it, it, it's begging for like a Nick Cage art of him being a vampire. Oh yeah, I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. <laughs> I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. Oh, for those, oh, for those cinema buffs out there, if you haven't seen uh, Vampire's Kiss with Nick Cage, watch it. Oh my goodness, it's it's up there. But yeah, like <laughs> get on it, Chuck the Slice. <laughs> Uh, it's just yeah, it's just bonkers. Like no, it's a it's a great card. It's I mean you got you got Life Link. You are rest in piecing your opponent's right. graveyards. It's almost and you can make it bigger. It's almost like you know they talked about like planeswalkers before planeswalkers, and um, the big thing they have is like Deathrite Shaman, right? But if you look at this sure. thing, effectively, all if any creature had any combination of those two abilities at the same cost, you'd be like, this is absolutely insane. And this has all three of them, and it's a three-four with a relevant with with a relevant um, creature type too. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that you have to pay the two colorless black yeah, yeah. and sack another creature to get the two 1-1 one, one counters on it. Because I'll be honest, I've never done that. I yeah. just use it for the rest in peace and make a bunch of zombie mm -hmm. tokens. And I've, I've, you know, and I don't, I don't feel bad I've about seen it. This I like I've, it. I've seen this card be a Voltron commander on its own that kind of plays both vampires and zombies. Like a kind of interesting build there in mono black. It's just so, it's so good. And like, I wish I would have picked up yeah. like three of them <laughs> when they were that price, but... Here we are. Nothing to do with but just cry and go talk to my cat again. Well, uh, before you go talk to your cat, I want to talk about my last hops card. Yeah. Uh, it's an enchantment. It's a last minute ad as I was building this, uh, putting the deck online and updating it. So I will tell you guys, uh, if it weren't for this podcast, my tapped out page would be completely irrelevant because it wouldn't be <laughs> anything remotely close to accuracy. Uh, but I got a bunch of extra of these cards. I know it's a big kind of like Josh Lee Kwai card. Oh, no. But that's not the reason I put it in here. The reason I put it in here is I've played this deck enough, and this deck plays at sorcery speed enough mm -hmm. to where it's like, okay, I spend all my mana, and then someone's like, oh, F that, board wipe. Yeah. And it's like, oh. And you're like, and I'm just going to, and I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I put in Leyline of Anticipation. Yes. Two colorless blue-blue enchantment. If it's in my opening hand, I may begin the game with it on the battlefield and I may cast spells as though they had flash. This 100% is in the deck just to help me stave off the fact that I can't win the game like a normal human being <laughs> a little bit better. That's a one hundred. That's all it yeah. is. Um, I, it, it's not for some rigmarole. It, it's just like this deck. I mean, I got what three instants in the entire deck. Mm -hmm. Like you don't want to play a pass and go deck that doesn't feel good right. unless you're playing a, like my I have a bird of prey deck with Commander Esha. It is a pass and go deck, and it doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I like the only way that deck works, and I think 
at least Squee, I think, has played against it. Uh, Tuck, I can't remember if you have. I think I played it. I played, I played against it, it in like some monster six-player like last game of the night. Sure. And I was like, I can I can't even read that card from where I'm sitting. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Because it runs all the stacks mm-hmm. white cards. Because that's the only way that you can do mono white stacks Volt or yeah, mono white Voltron we'll is you got to stacks everyone. And I just didn't want to run like some sort of zombie stacks because I can't play when you guys play. So I, I just figured, you know what? I think I ended up cutting a. What's the uh, card that Mr. Magoo, our artist, always plays off Jaleva? Army of the Dead? Yep. Yeah. Army of the Damned. Damned, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I ended up cutting that card for Leyline of Anticipation because I was like, okay, I spend eight mana, make 13 2 2 zombies, or I just play stuff at Flash. I think I'd rather play stuff at Flash. I mean, you, and like, you don't, honestly, to me, I, this Leyline is like borderline blue staple, in my opinion. Like, it's so good. Sure. It's so good. You can cast it, you can occasionally cast it for free, right? Um, we talk about how much everyone likes Vildelkin Ori for whatever reason. This is literally just, <laughs> just the blue version of it um and it's only five dollars i mean this used to be like 20 so at this point it's like this goes into this goes into blue control this goes into blue creatures this goes into blue black creatures this goes into whatever right so i mean the ability to play at instant speed is so valuable across so many different archetypes i'd be i think it'd be hard pressed to be like i'm playing a blue deck and i'm not going to put this into it I'll say this, uh, three colors or more. Ah, I yeah, it's, play it's, it. push, it's kind of that, pushing That's it. where I think Vildekin Ori takes precedence because it's four colorless yeah. uploads to the double blue two colorless uh, because you don't you don't, you don't want to run like I wouldn't run this in a Traxa just oh, on the off yeah. chance I get to play it for free I just run an Ori well, and just like okay I'll pay four and, and Ori to be fair like I, I agree with that but Ori is also like what $30 now or something insane but, yeah, but we're not talking from a price perspective just from a card value yeah sure no I, I would agree with that like if you can't afford the Vildelkin Ori it's, it's better because it is colorless but if you're like uh big tuck balling on a budget be i don't know you say you're balling <laughs> on a budget but a lot of your decks are not that budget homie not a 200 300 oh 300 come on compare this is this is a deck you hate and it's almost 600 comparatively the <laughs> decks i love the decks i love that are 200 and another point i've had those decks for years so 20 bucks a year in you know, my decks adds up. But that being said, I do agree that I think it's really good in this deck. Um, and I do agree on the point on the Vendelkin or Re as well. Cool. Uh, are you done with Hops? I got one more, and this is one of my favorite cards in the deck and one of my favorite zombies that has ever been printed. So I thought you already said that. Of what? Call to the Grave. You're like, oh, this is one of my favorite cards in the deck. Well, that, no, no, no. That's one of the decks that's be- that's one of the cards that's best in the deck. This is one of my favorite zombies oh. that have ever been printed. Oh, okay. Raving. Right. What do you got? Raving Dead. This card is yeah. hysterical. Four colorless black creature zombie two six death touch. Okay, yeah, fits the theme. And this is where it gets weird. Um, at the beginning of combat on your turn, choose an opponent random. Raving Dead attacks that player. This combat, if able. Okay. Whenever Raving Dead deals combat damage to a player, that player loses half of his or her life rounded down. It's brutal. And like the like I love the way this card is designed, right? Because if it was just like a 2-6 trample, whatever, right? But the fact it's a 2-6 death touch, and again, there's times where it's gonna swing in and you spent 
hours and turns putting like assembling this perfect like one shot kill commander and you're like wait so i'm just gonna die i'm just gonna die before my turn comes so i guess i have to block it well you know you can never die from this no card. i agree but you i'm just saying go down to but one. i'm saying like still <laughs> half your life total is a lot in any stage of the game except for the late ones um so i love that i love the fact it's random that's uh, probably my favorite part because every single time i've every single time this card's come down it's always been like oh man i really should just destroy this before combat but i just gotta take my chance i gotta take my chance it's gotta go somewhere else and just pray on this d6 or d4 or whatever that i'm gonna be safe it's so it's so innocuous right like it's a it's a buck 45 but like every game that this has been every game i've played that i've seen this in it kind of like warps the game around it a little bit where everyone start has to like making decisions thinking about blockers oh do i have at least one blocker up just in case this thing comes at me because i burned all my removal i don't know i love it it's like like i said it's one of my favorite zombies ever printed yeah you know what's funny is every time i play this card and then it comes to the combat where i have to attack i'm like guys i'm so sorry and everyone's always like oh i know it's random whatever <laughs> You guys are fools. I put it in the deck for a damn reason. Right. Clearly, I want to kill your stuff. Right. Well, like, no one, ev no one's ever mad at the guy with a relentless dead. Or, sorry, a raving dead. Which makes no sense to me, right. considering they made a conscious choice to put that in their deck. No, I, I completely agree. And it's always like... It's it always goes like this of like, yeah, that card's great. It's so much fun. And like, I like the randomness of it. And then the second it comes in, you're like, this is a bunch of bull crap. Like, I can't believe this card is in. You know what I mean? Like every single time you're like, oh, it's so fun and cute. And then you're just like, damn it. So I had, had to talk about it. Love me some Raving Dead. Cool. Well, that's going to wrap up the hot profile, guys. Now we're going to head over to how this uh, deck kind of wins the game considering i think this is our yeastiest package ever at 24 cards. yeah it's definitely it's definitely by a country mile the lowest grade package we've ever seen by like a third yeah so uh the first card i'm going to talk about is wit of precinct six. Oh, so but, this is so a colorless black it's white sir oh really yes wit of precinct <laughs> six I'm basically doing the Craig Robinson from, uh, oh gosh, and, oh gosh, Squee McGee, that Carlot movie. Um, oh, the goods. Oh my goods. No, where I, he's like, where he's, enough where goods he's like the DJ. And, and, and you try to tell me how to do it, and I'm like, oh yeah, I got you. With. Exact <laughs> same thing. Nobody tells me what to do. I still uh, stick anyways. by it. It's inspired. Sure. Uh, colorless black. It's a one-one creature zombie. So, bi big tuck. Why in the world would I consider this a yeast card? Well, it can't because of the flavor text. Yeah. So even the lost and undead need a protector. So I mean, you can't beat that. Um, well, no. And as it turns out, it's not blank uh, in the ability section. <laughs> yeah, it says wit of precinct six gets plus one plus one for each creature card in your opponent's graveyards. <gasps> Woof. And the reason I have this in a yeast is because you play it early mm -hmm. game. It's maybe a three, three or four, four. It dies. Eventually stuff dies. Sure. Well, the whole point to having Geese and Geralt as my commanders is I can cast zombies from the graveyard. Well, it only costs two mana to cast sure. from the graveyard. I can cast Geese and Geralt for eight and still be able to cast Wit same turn, yeah. for its same turn, and then it'll have Haste next turn, and by that time, it's probably a 12-12, 14-14, whatever, and we kind of talked about it. I think we've only talked about a card or two, but I do have a lot of Lord effects. Mm -hmm. 
zombies get minutes, zombies get plus one, plus one, zombies get death touch. So as the game progresses, this uh, PS1, it's the first one, oh, ooh, uh, good. G- gets gets stronger and stronger as the game goes on um, and as time progresses. So I love the card. Every time I get the card, it does not matter when I drew it. I am happy I drew it. Uh, this is actually on my chopping block. Gotta say, I've, never, I've I've run this in so many different decks, and and you might have you must have gotten extremely lucky because this has never done anything for me um, in recursion decks and mill decks. Um, and but it's a foil, so I, I know I see that, and it's and I like it, um, and I like I see I see the value in it, and again, this is maybe just me being biased against it, um, but. I, I think it. I think there it has a place in this deck potentially, mostly because of like you said the slow CMC with uh, the commander. But overall, I mean, I just I don't know. I've never I've I've wanted this card to work in so many different decks, and it just it just has not done squat for me in the past. So well, well, hopefully I can convince you with my very last yeast Ooh, card because okay. it kind of feeds into that. But what's your first yeast? I think card? it all, it might be the same one <laughs> because ironically, I thought about cutting this. I was like, when I was cutting white. Or wit, whatever you want. Uh, it's a wit beer. I was like, oh yeah, but he has this in there. But so is that good enough? Uh, so is it, is it a blue zombie? No, uh, it is in oh. another enchantment <laughs> and another great one. Jesus. So we are talking graph harvest. It's Card a good one. rules. Okay, one black mana. O'Doyle rules. O'Doyle, O'Doyle rules. Graph rules. Giraffe <laughs> rules. Uh, it's and also a foil. Uh, probably from that monster box that you pulled, I would wager to guess. Um, literally, the second ability is fine. Three colors to black. Exile a creature card from your graveyard. Put a 2-2 black zombie creature token on the battlefield. Kind of a non-interaction in this deck. Um, but, yeah, more, hold the more importantly, <laughs> zombies hold you it. control have menace. Oh my one mana. It's it's absurd. So those two twos, like normally when we're talking token builds for the most part, you're like, okay, it's still a two-two. And like eventually, even if you have a whole swarm of them, it's just two, right? So I can chump block, I can, you know, manage my blocking effectively so that that's not really an issue. But dude, getting that medicine on 10 zombies is just backbreaking. And and again, all this is for a one-drop, not a creature. Not, not an instant, but a freaking enchantment that in a pinch you can actually do something else with. So have you? Yeah. Well, and then even we talk about the wit of precinct six. It's like, okay, he has this 16, 16 and 10, two, two zombies. Right. I mean, what do I do? It's, yeah. Like, do I try to combo block into the 1616 and get rid of it? Do I spread it out right. on all the 2222s? Two, 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 I might take all the same damage. How do I do it? And you just make your opponents want to cry. Yes. And like I like I said, I think that I think the second ability is interesting, but I don't it's probably something I'm guessing you don't really use unless, Man, unless, unless, unless yeah, unless you're like in a pinch and need to like you're like if I either exile start exiling creatures from my graveyard or I die then we'll start doing that. But again, like, it's just insane. Like, like again, back to the back to the fact that there's there's never, I guarantee, unless you're like desperate, there's never a time you you draw this card in, your, in this deck and you're like, man, I wish it could have been anything else. Yeah, I mean, I will, I will say this. Uh, I don't like it early game. Sure, yeah. Because then it's like, 
by the time I get to the point where I have the zombies where it matters, my opponents have probably drawn, let's just say, five to seven cards, and someone has someone's got to figure it out among right. twenty-one cards um, if they're smart. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, uh, foil for sixty-four cents—that's what I get hard about at night. Yeah, no, it, 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 it's awesome. So it does feed into the white. It does feed into some of the other stuff. So. But so anyways, that's what I got for my first one. What do you got next, Mr. Combo? All right. I want to start talking about blue cards because card costs on the outer. I have 13 blue symbols in the deck to 96 black symbols. So let's figure out why blue's even in here. We're talking Lich, Lord of Unks. That's a colorless Demir, blue, black, creature, zombie, wizard, 2-2. It's a relevant ability. It's played Demir, tap, put a 1-1 black-blue zombie wizard creature token into play. Irrelevant. I I literally, once again, I think that's kind of to go to Big Tuck's previous pick to where it's like, when are you ever going to do the whole exile creature for four mana to make a 2-2? Desperate times Mm -hmm. call for desperate measures. Here's why he's in the deck. Two blue, or sorry, blue-blue, black-black, don't even have to tap. Yeah, it's ability. It. Target player loses X life and puts the top X cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard, where X is the number of zombies you control. Oof. Now, granted, I only have 11 blue mana symbols <laughs> in the deck because I did reduce it down. So it's not something to where in one turn I can mill out an right. opponent. But if I can maybe take you down 20, sure, I'll be happy. Absolutely. Um, and, and again, like, I don't think, I mean, I honestly think this is, it's also $8, which is kind of nuts. But again, uh, sorry, sir. It's almost $9, oh, yeah. $8.79. Indeed. Uh, but like, I, I, I agree with you. I think this card is amazing. And like, I honestly don't discount the top ability, right? Because it can create, it adds to the bottom sure. one. It gives you a blocker, right? Like, I think it's, I think it's not as desperate times as, as a graft harvest is. Um, but you, I mean, I guess if you want to pretend like you have the counter spell, like do the blue effect, like we've talked yeah, about yeah, yeah. and it like, uh, Oh, okay. At your instep, if no one's going to do anything, I guess I'll spend my Correct. mana yeah. and do that. And then the fact that the, I do like the fact that if you do somehow in this deck, which is probably unlikely have a gluttony of mana you can also create and then do the ability for an extra one right so it's just it's nuts like it's and also it's a two two but again you're gonna have your buffs you're gonna have your lords that sort of thing yeah this card just this card can definitely be a game ender in the right situations it's cold <laughs> I was like, there's a lot of things that could come out of this, and I'm not sure if I'm ready for any of them. Uh, well, what's your last yeast card? Uh, I, sir, have two more, if you will. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Um, I'm going to play the what? one that is another real fun card, um, and I wish this was worded differently. But this card might actually end up being relevant in the new meta. We're talking Dire Times. Zombies in the mall. Zombies in the streets. Zombies out of the graveyard. Big question mark. It's a zombie apocalypse. This card is insane, insane value. Three colorless, triple black, sorcery, uh, destroy all humans, which ironically, since they have the new, that's the last bit of the text. I'm going a little out of order here. Saving the best for last, if it will. Like when you're eating your asparagus before your steak. Um, Destroy all humans. More importantly, return all zombie creature cards from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped, which is kind of the zombie thing because they're slow and shambling. What did you call the card? What, zombie Apocalypse? 
Oh, okay. I thought I heard you call it something else, and I was just like scanning, and I'm like, I don't <laughs> see the card he named. Big Tuck, Big Tuck has lost his mind. Uh, Big Tuck makes up his own magic cards. <laughs> right. Hashtag Gavin. <laughs> Nice. Uh, uh, no, that, that's a great. It card. is insane. Like, and, and again, like you have, it's one of those cards that I think is good in every zombie deck. But there's some zombie decks that do a little more self mill, play a little bit more with the graveyard. Um, a sure. more, a slightly. There's ways to do this with call it toolbox. Yeah, they they want to be more toolbox out of the graveyard totally. or opponent's graveyard totally. for non zombie stuff. But even then, like you're not going to cast this to get three back. You're going to cast this to get a gazillion back, right? Hopefully, like post this is like this is like the kind of card where it's like there's been three board wipes, a rift, like everyone's just scrounging for answers, and then you're like, hey, I'm going to do this, and then if you guys don't have something, I'm just going to win because I'm going to get back. 10, 15, potentially, untapped, and just pray that your life total is high enough to suffer any sort of hasty or otherwise threat that comes out. I love your optimism here about 10 to 15, because whenever I do these effects, I get back like three, three to four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, which is weird, because like honestly, I feel like if you go through it, all right, so, you know, the crazy thing is, like, I got 31 zombies out of 36 creatures, so I'm only down by five, yet it seems like I throw more <laughs> enchantments, which I have eight, 13 sorceries, three instants, three planeswalkers, two artifacts. It could just be bad luck, and it could yeah. be just the fact that I hate playing this deck, so I just don't get to see <laughs> I don't it, have, I don't and have the, the data. numbers happen enough. <clears throat> um, but it makes me want to put almost like a damnation in here, just because, like, well, I never get back anything anyways. Yeah, so right. At least I can just blow stuff up for two cheaper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I I can see that happening, and like like you said, you write, like, you only know how good the card is relative to how many times you've seen it work right versus yep. not work um but again like this this is kind of one of the cards that very well could end the game and i got a couple of uh got a couple of a little cutty boys and the bottle captain that's going to make this even better so again this is the only deck that these kind of cards can get played in and it's also two dollars and change so cool that's what i got for for that guy so just curious would you run that in a non-zombie deck because you do run the uh, crux of fate and non-dragon decks um probably not because it's only destroy all humans okay uh that's Fair pretty enough. that's pretty lean there and you really i think that's actually even like the cherry on top really this is going to be like and the best in the best uh space that you could run this you'd run this as like a, a one-sided um what do they call that? Like living death or something like those lines. <clears throat> so fair enough. So, um, but in every zombie deck, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, uh, yes, uh, yes sir. <laughs> well, my last East card is gonna be undead alchemist. Uh, it's three colorless blue oh, creature zombie four so two. Good. Yeah, and this feeds into the wit of precinct six. Mm -hmm. Went and said it right for you. Well, it's white, but that's. Oh damn it! You played into your own bit. You got you flew too close. Hashtag blast. You, you flew too close to the sun. Uh, my wings have burned. Okay, if a zombie you control would deal combat damage to a player, instead that player puts that many cards from the top of his or her library into his or her graveyard. Whenever a creature card is put into an opponent's graveyard from his or her library, exile that card and put a 2-2 black zombie creature token on the <laughs> battlefield. Insane. This card, in my opinion, wrecks for the first paragraph. Because, I mean, you know, there's enough decks out there that are Spellslinger, mm -hmm. Planeswalker, Super Friends, um, Artifact-based, where Creatures really isn't that prevalent. Right. There's not that many 35-plus Creature decks. 
in existence, like in at least our meta. So I more just care about milling you out. And I think this card does a lot of work yeah. because like we've talked about, usually if I swing, it's with, let's just say eight zombies, right. including this guy. And it's probably an average power of four to right. five. Do you want to lose all of your <laughs> utility creatures that you probably need to win? Or do you want to go ahead and mill? Yeah, and see, see what happens. Let's just say 32 to 35. Um, and then maybe I get more zombies. Um, this guy does some work. And with Wit of Precinct 6, uh, he just gets bigger and bigger. And I actually, honestly, I don't discredit that last bit. Because if you're getting 10, if you're getting 15 cards off of damage, like you're going to get another couple of zombies off of it. Um, and I remember, so I, I honestly think both of these are super relevant. Um, and I remember there's one time we played this and Forest Day 2 Wong, uh, copied it. So then both you guys, when you attack, cause each of them says, uh, creature cards put it into an opponent's graveyard from, from their library. It was just this weird, crazy interaction where there was just zombies flying left, right, and center. No one could find a board wipe. It was just a real nightmare. So it actually wasn't Forrest, it was Joe oh. that did oh, this. And it was right. on one of our first 40, it was one of our first 40 life in the dashes where he copied Undead That's right, Alchemist, that's right. And then he ended up getting a Altar of Dementia out. Yeah, oh, and milling me. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. making copies of zombies off oh, the stuff brutal. that I did. And then it came down, I think it came down to him and Forrest, and I think Forrest that's prevailed, right. but just barely. Also, APB, APB yeah. out on the series of tubes for both Forrest and Joe, who both like uh, streaming. Yes. Where are you guys? Get, a, get, get, get on the <laughs> quarantine. They're doing their, uh, oh gosh, what, what do they call like the amateur like porn site? Cam girls? Uh, no, like, not GoFundMe. Oh, uh, <laughs> amateur porn site, GoFundMe. <laughs> well known for its porn actress. Uh, TikTok? Sure, <laughs> why not? Yeah, I know. Clearly, you guys can tell we're in what you call the no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, what, what's your last yeast so card? So this is the card that I thought you were going to build around because I've seen it work and just go nuts. He's a... Micaeus. Uh, well, sure. Uh, he, this guy is also a big boy. Uh, Grim Grim, Corpseborn. You got to see him firsthand last Jeez weekend. Louise. It's just so good. So three colorless, uh, Demir, that's black-blue for legendary creature, zombie warrior. 5-5, uh, five, five, Grim Grim, Quartzborn, enters the battlefield tapped and doesn't untap during your untap step. Well, that seems bad. Sacrifice another creature, untap Grim Grim, and put a 1-1 one, one counter on it. That seems, seems a little better. better. Whenever it attacks, not deal damage, not anything. Whenever it attacks, destroy target creature defending player controls, then put a 1-1 one, one counter on Grim Grim. That seems wow, bananas. it's good. He gets real big, real quick. Um, and I believe, uh, pulling out my inner Vorthurst nerd, again, looking in the mirror and telling myself to suck it, I think he was actually stitched together by Droth during Innistrad. Oh, So really? think about that, yeah. Um, no, he's really good. Um, I've seen him as the backup commander uh, or as the primary commander, and you can go crazy, like, grade crawler, rooftop storm. I'm going to make him infinite size. Just go to town, Whisper Silk Cloak, uh, in Chicago, here we go. At Optiver, here we go. My boy Alex. <laughs> Allie? My, my boy Alex uh, played a Grim Grim deck that was like that, and it was just brutal. So, like, great zombie, great effects. You're always going to have a token to sacrifice if, if everything's going smooth for you. Just, like, really gets the job done. Um, 
I love this card. I think he plays in a plus one, plus one counters. He's just a just a big, beefy boy, and he looks scary AF, as the kids say, too. Yeah, no, he's phenomenal. Um, I feel like, honestly, you're a bad magic player if he sneak kills you. Well, when, like, even, even with the Roof Stop Storm type combo, he has to attack, then destroy. So if you have one other blocker, well, you're kind of he, he would, like, put, like, Whisper Silk Cloak, and, like, he ran, a, he ran like, all the make him unblockable okay, stuff. Okay, so we're, we're talking a Rude Goldberg machine kill. Uh, well, he, he, he... I mean, if you're talking Grim Grim, uh, Grave Crawler, mm. Rooftop Storm, Whisper Silk Cloak... That's a four-card sure, combo. But he also played it like he played it more like Voltron, where that was like the best way it could go, but he had like a lot of the ways that he would just make him bigger and then swing in. Mm. Like with the with the cloak and he'd boot him up right away. So it was it was a very different kind of zombie build that was built more around like sacrifice and Grim Grim as the commander. It wasn't just like he's gotta do this and win out of the blue. Um and, and I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you this. The only reason Grim Grim exists in this deck, because we didn't talk about it. I do have some Grim mm-hmm. Recursion package in here. Um, he's not in here as a I'm going to kill you with Grim Grim right. thing. Personally, for me, he's a distraction. Yeah. He's a five mana, make you poop your pants, <laughs> what's going to happen type deal. And that allows me to play other mm-hmm. stuff. And then, therefore, once you do remove him, I'm in a good position at that yeah. time. Because I do agree that zombies, I think, are the number two hated tribe when it comes mm-hmm, to slivers. Probably. If you play elves, angels, um, hominids, <laughs> clerics, ah! There we go. Warriors, <laughs> yeah. even. Uh, pe- people know the kind of rigmarole you can do, but until you go banana hammock, they kind of mm-hmm. leave you alone. Slivers and zombies, they just know from the get-go, oh, you're doing that? Yeah. You're going to yeah. die. You don't get to keep anything. So Grim Grim takes a lot of that ire sure. away so I can actually cast other stuff. And then even if your opponents get rid of Grim Grim, I can recast Correct. him with Geese yeah. and Garolf or my reanimation mm-hmm. package. So it's not such a feel-bad. Yeah, and again, like this also kind of slots into Hop because it's destroyed target creature, right? It's not like they don't have a choice of sacrificing. So it's like it's a good way to sure. pick off a big Voltron or something else that's good scary you know, an angel of some variety. Know that one from heart. Uh, <laughs> but overall, it's just awesome. Like, I think, again, if you're building zombies in these colors, he's kind of an auto-include. Um, I love him in Marchesa. I think we talked about him then. Just just a really, really cool, big, beefy card. Cool. Well, that's going to wrap up our use package, guys. Now we're going to head over to the Lone Spice. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to name Yeah, go it. for it. Amit Eternal. Wait, is that DJ Khaled? Another, Another one. one. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> We got nothing That's else. It. <laughs> uh, Big Tuck, why don't you read this card? Sure. Uh, I'm an Eternal. Two colors and a black for a creature zombie crocodile demon, which is actually kind of rad. Uh, it's a 5-5 five, five with the flick 3. When this creature becomes blocked, if any player loses 3 life, when an opponent casts a spell, put a 1-1 one, one counter on it. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, remove all 1-1 one, one counters from it. So the reason I put it in Spice Guys is because of the fact that we're in a multiplayer format and most likely from the time you play him to the time it's your turn, he's going to be bare minimum a minus or a two two Mm -hmm. bare minimum, maybe even a one one or died. And then he did nothing. You paid three mana and did nothing. The reason he's in the deck is because he is a zombie. So that that's That's a a thing, thing, I guess. Yeah. 
uh, but that's it. <laughs> I will say so. This isn't in my um, this isn't in my cuts because I don't want to talk. Really? I, no, I mean like it obviously is, but I think there's other things to talk about. So you think there's other things to cut <laughs> over Amit well, Eternal? This is clearly public well, enemy. There's, one. there's just a straight better version of them um, called Rotting Registrar, which is two colorless and a black for a zombie dinosaur. That's a seven six at the beginning of your upkeep. Discard a card. So I mean. Like same mana for better abilities, so I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I got I got other stuff to talk about. All right, well, that's gonna wrap up the spice package, guys. Now we're gonna head over to the bottle cabinet where it's gonna be big text and eyes, cuts, and recommendations to the deck that are under five bucks, under fifty dollars, and a personal recommendation. I so will hit this. Before off. we go into that, I kind of we talked a lot about like how we want to get this deck to be better or a little different. So I had a couple ideas around that, if you will. So I think that there's pretty much three different ways or really kind of two different ways to, to change this deck around. So um, one of them, as we kind of talked about, is if you want to do just more um, zombie focused or more graveyard stuff, I think the Scarab God is just a better option um, for the deck. If you're gonna go that way, um, you could cut down on some of your uh, superfluous stuff for some more mana rocks, uh, some more lands and pivot over to him. Um, or if you're wanting to go more of this like wide sort of way, I honestly think splashing in white and going with Verena Lich Queen at the helm would kind of help a lot. Gives you some more uh, removals, gives you some token support. And that way you can kind of go that way. Um, that's kind of where I would take so, it. So what I'm hearing is you think Gitsing Geralt is a bad zombie commander. Um, I think so. Uh, like you said, the their ability is okay-ish if you have the if you have the um, ability to play stuff from your graveyard. Um, Verena Lynch Queen will draw you cards. Um, it can also exile stuff to make zombies. Uh, Scarab Gob can pull can pull out of anyone's graveyard to make more zombies, uh, and then those zombies get the zombie tribal. I like you said. I, every time I've seen this, you either haven't cast Jesus Jesus for all, you've cast it and binned all of your stuff that's not zombies, or or you cast it and literally nothing happens. So um, I'm not cutting anything to go in one direction or another. But if I know we've talked about like you might you might pull this apart for pieces, you might try to figure out where it could fit better. Those are kind of the directions I would go into it. If you want to stay. Yeah, I think it's more not necessarily that I'm going to pull it together into pieces. I think it's just more I'm going to dismantle it as my Demir Path to 32 deck and make it more into just a, oh, I have a zombie yeah. tribal. Kind of like how Slivers are not what I would call my five-color Path to 32 yeah. deck, but it's there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my, my Path to 32 deck is definitely uh, Joda, right. uh, actually, not even Gods. Um so, yeah, and you, and you, and you don't have though. to tell me about having decks that you just sit in the corner and come out every once in a while because it's about a, <laughs> a, third, a fourth of my collection. So, anyways, what? Well, for my my, my under five, I'm cutting that Amit card, okay, cutting the crocodile sure. uh, from the get go, and I'm cutting it for this card because I think it could do stuff early game, and I think it's actually really good late game. Josa Vess Lich Knight, two colorless black black legendary creature zombie knight rare. It's a four or five with menace. Yeah. But it does have an alternative casting cost. So the way that I look at this card is I play it for the four early to mid game. It's just there is a four or five with menace, which in this deck can be potentially a seven, eight, 
with Menace and Death Touch and Milling and doing all the shenanigans. But the reason I like it is because it does have a kicker cost. You may pay an additional five colorless and a black as I cast this spell, which I can do with Gisa and Garolf. And if I if it enters the battlefield and it was kicked, I create eight two two zombie Ooh. night creature tokens with Menace. So I feel like this is kind of accomplishing the Army of the Damned mm -hmm. effect, mm -hmm. but it's more flexible. And if I accidentally mill it, it's just not like oh, right. Yeah, shoot. yeah, you're out of you're out of I got right nothing now. now. And you'll love this because I know you have a crush on her. This is actually the reanimated corpse of Lily Anaves's brother. I do have a crush on him. <laughs> I, know you, I know you like him. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll have a hammer party. Ooh, like it. Is that a hammer? I think, yeah, it's got to be, right? Some sort of hammer. Um, I think I agree. Like, I think this card is better in this deck than an Army of the Damned. Um, worse, and like even stats straight up four for four, four, four for a four, five menace for that's also a zombie is already very good. Um, I also like the fact that instead of creating just diesel zombie tokens, it actually creates zombie tokens with the menace. I just, I mean, like that's not that's we talked about how menace, how good menace is with um, the other card, graph, whatever. And I think this actually just does a lot, a lot of work. So, yeah, no, totally agree. And I literally have one sitting in my binder downstairs. And I remember pulling it out of my Dominaria box being like, huh, you're a trash legend. <laughs> no one should ever play and to you. the legend binder. You go. Uh, so big tuck. What's the first one? So you this was hard about? because I was I like first started thinking about like what I would cut to make one of the other commanders go. Um, but instead, I just started I started trimming off some of the fat of stuff that I wasn't a huge fan of to put in more um, just kind of generally good zombies. So I'm actually gonna cut uh, Dread Slaver. So three colorless black black for a three five zombie horror. When a creature dealt damage by Dread Slaver, this turn dies. Return to the battlefield under your control. This creature is a black zombie in addition to its other colors and types. Um, I think it's oh didn't like that. I didn't, huh? No, not really. I, I think it's a little overcosted for what it does. And again, since your deck is already so top end, I was also trying really hard to find things that would like start to kind of balance that out, um, which I think I did almost exactly with the cuts I would make. Um, it's a good blocker. I think if you... I mean, especially with like me being able to give death touch to my zombies is universal sure. effect. It's like, do you really want to swing at me? Yeah, and, and, give, me your, me your and give me your thing. Um, but again, like that's also sort of magical Christmas land in some aspects. Um, I don't know. I, this card just didn't really do much for me. You have other ways to get stuff out of the graveyards. You have other stuff to get stuff out of your graveyard. I don't know. It just, it just wasn't the one for me. But I found okay. one that I think is awesome and is uh, another one of my favorite zombie cards printed. So we're talking Crypt Breaker. So this card does a lot what you're looking for. So um, especially if you want to play a like a more reanimator style deck. So Crypt Breaker is a one drop, one, one zombie. Um, for a colorless and a black, tap it, discard a card. Put a 2-2 two, two black zombie creature token onto the battlefield. Pretty good. Get rid of your get rid of your uh, lands. Get rid of your dead drops. Put maybe discard a zombie to get back with Stitcher or with Scarab God. That's overcosted. Then tap three untapped zombies you control. You draw a card and you lose a life. So this card A is a one drop, right? So you can get value out of it straight away. It creates zombies and it draws you cards. Pretty much three solid abilities across the board. It does suck that it's a 1-1. One, one. Um, but again, if you get the other things out in the Magical Christmas Land, this thing could easily become a 2-2 two, two, or 2-3. Two, 
lot of value here any way that you want to build this deck. Yeah, you know, it's fine. Um, I think the only thing I don't like about it is, and it's weird because we just talked about how I have 30 or 31 mm-hmm. creatures in the deck that are zombies out of the 36. I feel like more times than not, I don't have zombies in my hand that I'm willing to discard. So I feel like the colorless black and this build, for some reason, it just feels like it wouldn't work well. And I don't know if that's indicative of the zombie path that I went or if it's indicative of the zombie tribe. Because the way that I have it built right now, personally, I feel like I need 50-ish zombies in the deck for it to work. Or I'm going to be discarding enchantments and sorceries and instants. The way you you have it now? Yes. Uh, maybe. It's just like, I know, it's like a weird thing, like where the odds show I am going to be discarding stuff I do not want to and discard because I cannot get and it And to back. your point, that's also been your experience with it too, right? So, I mean, if that's if that's yeah. the case and how you feel, then, I mean, that yeah. makes sense, right? Like, um, I know. Is, is this a what you would call poopy relationship? It very well could be. It could be a poopy poopy once. But I do like the fact that... Uh, but no, I... I have seen this card before. I think I even have one in a binder. Um, it, it's a good card. I'd like to tap three untapped zombies you control. Draw a card, lose a life. We didn't talk about it. I have another zombie that's tap. I think it's like Grave. Uh, oh, Grave Swan Sovereign. Yeah, tap five. There right? we go. Yeah, tap five, take control of a creature from a graveyard. Even that card, I've been like, oh, <laughs> am I really going to have five zombies? Wait, really? To, like, do it? Wow. Yeah. So, so this one being at three, it makes me a little bit happier, right. and it's kind of like a Phyrexian arena. Yeah, and you can so I kind of and it I, generates I kinda and it generates that. its own zombie too, right? So you play this turn one, turn two, you bin a card that you're gonna get later, or land that you don't want or need, that sort of thing. Um, you're also run, it's also saying like you're running a gazillion lands. I think you run like what thirty four. <laughs> Or, so, or something. It's a little. It's, it's, yeah, it's, that, that's that's pretty. That's pretty little, on par for. It's a, Mr. a little Combo tight. Deck. So anyway, um, depending on the way you want to build this, this fills your graveyard, um, gives you zombie tokens to swing in with, and gives you a little bit, get a little bit more uh, draw. So in my opinion, it's got a lot of value for one. No, I totally. Agree. All right, what do you got? What do you got, Mister Combo? All right. So for my under fifty, I'm going to be cutting Scourge of Nelhoth. Uh-huh. So the reason I'm cutting this guy is he's five colorless, black, black, flying, six, six. You may cast Scorch of Neltoth from your graveyard by paying two black, sorry, black, black, and sacrificing two creatures rather than paying its mana cost. So in theory, this is a black, black, six, six flyer. Mm Once again, I'm not confident in this deck's ability to always have creatures out. I don't think it is. Just to have, yeah, just to have a six, six flyer, I mean, I think I can. And, and you also don't have any sort of like when a creature dies, X, Y, and Z happens either, right? So your sacrifice effects are kind of in vain. And especially like you said, if you if you only have like two, if you have Grim Grin and another Zombie Lord, you're like, well, this is a dead draw. <laughs> yep. Well, it's not a dead draw. It's a dead go to the oh, yes, for sure. to be able to get it out again. Uh, but I'm thinking I'm gonna play a Noxious. Oh. Three colorless you, black you, black you, son of a bean. This is the one I was gonna. Is this is the one is? I was gonna cut under the uh, under the five dollars or under fifty as well. Ah! Uh, it's a three three, and whenever Noxious Ghoul or another zombie and ETBs, all non-zombie creatures get nick oh, one nick one till so end of turn. Good. 
So I, I kind of look at this one way. Worst case, I get rid of one mm -hmm. one tokens when I play them. Worst case. Best case, I do my zombie rigmarole and I do like neg five, neg oh, five, yeah. or neg six, neg six. And it's basically an unstoppable board wipe yes, every single turn. Absolutely. And you can't stop you, me. You, uh, you big squeed me on this. You stole it right out from under me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm actually surprised I didn't see this card when I I, I am actually also shocked. Um, so, and the thing, I think, just to go through Noxious Ghoul, it's also another zombie. Not one you control, not a token, right? Like, um, and granted, like, the non-zombies is kind of a non-plus, but again, if you're playing against another black deck, a mono-black deck specifically, there's going to be zombies coming out. Like, I... Or how about even Mr. Magoo in our playgroup, like oh, doing his army of the damned? Like, you sure you want to do that? Do Nag 13, Nag 13 to the whole I mean, I, I, I run freaking uh, Grape Titan in Prosh, right? So, okay, I attack and then Prosh gets minus four, my, or gets minus two, minus two until end of turn. Minus three. Oh, well, I guess. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, two comes in. Two, yes, no, I, I completely agree. And I, I was kind of surprised that this was one that kind of fell under the radar for you as well. Um, it's And this is, again, another one of those zombie cards, like those enchantments we talk about, that's just like, it's just so oppressive. You can't deal with it, right? Like every turn. So um, I was actually going to cut, um, where is it? Prized Amalgamation from the deck. No, can't cut can't that. Can't cut that. <laughs> Can't, can't cut, cut that. that. All right, well, um, can't cut that. I can't even find it. I mean, I oh, mean, you, uh, can, you can read out the card and say why you <laughs> want to cut it because it's not like I have to listen. Well, you, you. also <laughs> for a second there had it in your other. Oh yeah, here it is. It's in your other category, so clearly you care about it. Um, it's not even ranked. So colorless bl uh, blue black for a three three. When a creature enters the battlefield, if it entered from your graveyard or you cast it from your graveyard, return prize amalgamation or amalgram from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped at the beginning of your next end step. So here's what I don't like about it. It's a 3-3. Three, three. You don't have anything that deals, you don't have anything that matters about sacrificing it, right? Which is really what you want. Like you want this to either be a beater, like in modern, this was an all-star because you could, it's effectively like a 3-3, three, three. a free 3-3, three, three, but a free 3-3 three, three in uh, this, in EDH isn't that hot. And you only get it back at the beginning of the next end step. So. It's not an instant speed return. And again, you don't really have like that much sacrifice stuff, like you said, where you can get this back to it. Um, $3.42 for those playing the home game. Well, I do. Uh, um, so we're, we're going we're gonna to challenge you mm -hmm. here. I got to victimize. Okay. I have a um, Sadisi. Okay. I got a uh, Relentless Dead that will bring that back for only two mm -hmm. mana. We do also have a Calatus Trader of Get. But you... We also... Sure, go ahead. Go ahead. No, keep going. Oh, I was going to say, so from not a getting it back from the graveyard, but we have a Gravespawn Sovereign that'll use right. its ability. We have a Ghoul Caller Giza that I'm going to pay a black and create three two two zombies. And then when I get my cheap stuff out, it'll come right back out. That's a, that's um, again, that's know, again, I, I, that's again, assuming that you're going to have your commander out of your graveyard to do all the stuff with, right? No, because I have, uh, like I said, like the victimize. Right. I, I like yes, I could choose to sacrifice it, but if I sacrificed a token, brought two other things back, then it just kind of tags along. It just comes along for the party. Um, it keeps Cold of the Grave alive. Um, I mean, I just have a lot of stuff in here. 
you know, buried alive. I could, yeah, you know, you if go, I was like, oh, I don't it. really have anything else. Sure, I'll just go ahead and throw that in there. Um, I do actually have a die trigger, Diagraph <clears> Captain. <throat> Whenever a zombie you control dies, target opponent loses a life. So I do have a lot of stuff that wants those types of effects. Because I'll be honest, if... If I if I was gonna cut that, I'd probably cut Relentless Dead because I personally feel Relentless Dead is kind of similar. Uh, when it dies, you may pay a black, put it to your hand, and then you right. pay two black to cast it. If I'm gonna cut that, I'm gonna cut Relentless Dead because they somewhat do the same thing for three mana. Always kind of come back to the battlefield. Um, uh, and if you wanted to make an argument for that, I'll, I'd definitely listen. I think I think but, I think Relentless I, Dead is better. Than uh, than the uh, prize Alchemical because when it dies, you can pay one and get it back, and then you can pay X and get another target zombie creature card with that mana cost from your graveyard to the battlefield, as opposed to prize where it's just itself. So sure. if you were to cut one of the two of those, you could get prize. I I can kind of see where you're going with it. Um, I just I don't like the fact that it doesn't do anything else. It's just a way that you can just get it back to the battlefield and sacrifice it. And and again, like I think it depends on how you want to build this deck. If you're gonna build it where it's more token based, you're gonna have plenty of tokens to to be able to do this sort of loop with. Um, and again, like at some point, you're just it's effectively a blank card that just sacrifices and comes back comes back to the battlefield minus the lords and that sort of stuff. So I'm not a huge fan of it um, for what it does. Uh, but regardless of how you want it, uh, regardless of how you want to cut and what you want to cut, Noxious School is a 100% all-star complete banana hammock. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think we're going to move on to our personal recommendations now. And I'm going to cut a spell that is usually a staple in zombie decks. I think I'm going to cut Rooftop Storm. Oh, interesting. Okay. Five colorless blue enchantment. You may pay zero rather than pay the mana cost for zombie creature spells you cast. Yeah, um, <laughs> it, it's done. Well, and again, to, your, to, I'm just to be your point, when you say you only get four zombies out a game, <laughs> this this is, doesn't do much for you. But I'm gonna add another zombie okay. to the deck that can reshuffle itself. Oh. Kind of forgot these guys were zombies. We're talking God Eternal Bontu. Hell yeah. <laughs> Three colorless, black, black, legendary creature, zombie god. It's a Kethek. Uh, it has menace. It's a 5-6. So when it ETVs, so good. and we've talked about this before on the podcast, sacrifice any number of other permanents, then draw that many cards. And then if God, God Eternal Bantu died or is put into exile from the battlefield, you may put it uh, into my library third from the top. So I got a bunch of tokens. Yeah. Sure, I'll sack them, draw a bunch of cards, help me get some value. This card in this deck, to me, is almost a blue card. Sure, I'm not really yeah. playing it for a five, six minutes or to even get stuff into my graveyard. It's more to draw a bunch of cards and try to get further mm -hmm. into the deck. Because I think this is a deck that screams for ramp. Yeah. And it screams for yeah, card for draw. Sure. And you know what? Uh, I can only solve one of the two <laughs> without making the deck real boring. Right, right, right. Uh, so at least let me kind of keep the flavor on and draw oh, some cards. Oh, so good. What's it? Okay, so remind me again, because we, we like talked about this before. What's it? So you have to cast it, enter the battlefield, then sack it. Then you can draw it back up to your hand, right? That's a, that's the order yep. of operations there. Yeah, yep. and like I, I agree, it's so good. And I think there's another. If you splash the white, you also get God Eternal Oketra, which is also is a house in this deck as well. Um, both of them are just completely bonkers. This card is great, and I'm still shocked it's two dollars. 
Like, it's got so much yeah. value in so many different decks. I guess it's probably not played anywhere else besides EDH. I'd wager to guess. I'm not sure. Um, and I, for, I keep, I've also forgot it's a freaking zombie god itself. So good. Yeah. I mean, I could really see the God Eternal cards outside of Kefnet, because Kefnet's already right. expensive. Um, I could see the God Eternal cards in, like, two, three years. Like, some random commander set comes out, and they just spike mm -hmm. yeah. hard. Because it's like, oh, this is a powerhouse in this, like, sure. meta. Well, and I don't, know if, you've, I don't um, know if you've seen it in the wild, but, like, every time I've played against God Eternal Oketra, it's just, like, backbreaking. Yeah. Every single time. Because it's like, oh, I, I cast a one drop. I cast mm -hmm. a one drop. I cast a one drop. Oh, that's a 4-4. Four, yeah. four. That's a 4-4. Four, four. That's Freaking, a 4-4. Four, four. Uh, yeah, it's real uh, good. Friend of the... Joe? Uh, Joe's was bad, and then Will had this in Flashmane Lion. So he's like, okay, I'm going to pay two, generate a four. And he just passed her, and it's like, I can't do anything. Even if I kill it, it's horrible. <laughs> uh, but no, I thought this would be a good card. Um, it, you know helps you know I, once again one of the things i try to do is cut the spice out of a deck and try to lower mm -hmm. the cmc and you know I'm, yeah i'm only going from six to five and yes i'm losing a what you would call omniscience right, for yeah. zombies but it honestly has never done anything for me mm -hmm. yeah i mean that's fair that's I, I totally mean, fair I, I, i've i've played the deck 20-ish times over the years i've never seen really Storm. Ever. ever yeah and you know what at least god eternal bond to i can tutor yeah with a buried alive, go through Absolutely. my graveyard, go from there. Um, so yeah, that that is my personal recommendation. So what do you got to close so out? So I event? think depending on the build, um, just depending on which way you want to go, uh, I would cut the white of precinct, uh, just because again, I just uh. I just doesn't do much for me. Um, or if you really want to lean into the zombies, I would, and you don't want to change the deck that much. Honestly, I can't believe I'm saying this. I've like I like considered cutting children. Because I know it's call me crazy, call me crazy, but it's not a zombie. It costs a gazillion mana. You, if you want it, should I call if, you oh, maybe, Carly Rae Jepsen? If you want to play this, I think I think Shouldered. It just depends on how you want to go. It right, like it's not a zombie, so I just it's so it's we it's talked so about it. it's so Shouldered is just such a it is, card. but it's so expensive. Um, and it's not a zombie, so I'll stick with white. And actually, what I'm gonna cut out of it for is a little more expensive, so you'd have to play around a little bit. We're talking Vengeful Dead. So, three colors and a black for a 3-2 creature zombie. It's an uncommon. Whenever Vengeful Dead or another zombie dies, each opponent loses a life. And again, it's each opponent. Ooh, and it's, and it's nice. another zombie, right? So we talked about how zombies are going left, right, and center, right? Like, Grave Titans are coming out. Other black things are playing this. Um, they're going to burn life. And I think that, like we talked about, that one of the... One of the Foibles, if you will, of the deck, or foibles, I think is the actual word, is that it, it kind of just like lives and dies in the combat zone the way it's built right now, right? To some extent, where like you're playing zombies, you're gonna build this this zombie horde and start bashing face, give them menace and all that stuff. This kind of gives you an out for that. Um, it's really good against a board wipe. If you do get like a monster zombie apocalypse and get this back, then you can sack stuff and win the game that way. If you block with your zombie tokens, they die. Everyone's losing a life. It's kind of like the it's kind of like a uh, Zolaport cutthroat that's also zombie. Just a lot of value in there, a lot of ways that you can close up the game without even having to go to the red zone, or even if you go to the red zone and people block. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I can't disagree with anything you said. Uh, I feel ashamed <laughs> it's not in my deck. Uh, but you know what I'm even more ashamed of? Uh, for a MVP callout, Lim Duel the oh, Necromancer? Sure. 
Holy banana it, it is quite good. Five colorless, black, black, four, four, legendary creature, human wizard. Whenever a creature an opponent controls is put into a graveyard from play, you may pay a colorless black. If you do, return that card to play under your control. If it's a creature, it's a zombie in addition to its other types. It's awesome. It's just... Uh, oh, uh, oh, oh, yeah. Keep, keep going. Colorless black, regenerate target zombie. It's still not done. It's just so... This kind of makes me want to make this deck into a mono black. Zombie this deck. would be the commander for it. And the only thing that sucks is just so expensive. But what you could do, because it's seven, um, I do like the idea though, if you're like done with this being a Demir and you just want a zombie deck, just literally take the five cards that are not black out of it, put him as the commander for a buck eighty-two, and then slot in more take all the blue cards out. Do a couple swaps for each blue card you put you take out put a mana rock in or other some sort of ramp a land or whatever or maybe like a removal slot him in now you have a unique strong very very powerful black zombie deck in mono black yeah let, let, let's figure this I, out I, real I, quick while we're I, on I also I also I got think one in, two three four five six seven eight nine I got ten cards in the deck that have blue that are creatures. So literally, I'd go nine mana rocks and him. Sure, and then but you also lose your diagraph captain, your grim grins, your having yep. goals. You lose you lose some of your you lose some of the juice. Undead yeah. alchemists. You lose some of your some of your juice a little bit on the some the of the juice. juice. Um, also, and Joe got really angry at me. Uh, I think his face kind of looks a lot like anime Joe with the high cheekbones. You can't tell because he has facial hair and uh, kind of emo over there. But I told that to Joe and he was really, really upset because I told him, I, I think his comment was like, you a guy. <laughs> Guy's a pro. Good but lord. Yes, it is really good. It's just so, so expensive. And if, if you run as a commander, you can't really cheat it out. But uh, again, on the adult uh, premiere Star City game versus this this did go to town. I can imagine. Well, guys, thanks for making it until the end. And as promised, here's some details about our giveaway from our sponsor, Level One Game Shop. We're going to be giving away a borderless Garouk and Oko. Yeah. And this is the last episode that you can enter to win said prizes. And it's extremely simple to do so. You just got to help promote the content we already produce. You get an entry for every interaction you do with us on social media. We're announcing a winner on MTG Action 4 News on what you would call Secret Ohio Ooh. or Margarita chica, Town. Chica, 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 chica. And yes, I know what you're thinking. We're going to be doing giveaways each month. It could be a sweet couple cards like this. could be a custom deck. It could even be a starter deck. It really just depends on what our sponsor, Love One Gaming, provides. But you know what? We'd love some feedback on your podcast platform. If you enjoyed it, feel free to leave that feedback. <clears throat> and whatever star review wants to make others listen to us as well. It's five stars. It's five stars. It's five stars. <laughs> you will. You will post um, five star reviews. And if you, yeah. And, and if you didn't like it, um, yeah, it's what uh, email Squee at email CMD C Tower. Well, I was going to say you can email CMD Tower at gmail.com. That's Mr. T. Oh. Uh, he's the one that orchestrates oh, all of this. We're just as lackeys. Yes. No, that's that's without um, a doubt the one to send to. Love it. We literally work for free without healthcare or benefits. <laughs> so give him. The he's ropes. a. Uh, Damn it, we're not doing orcs. I was going to say he's an orcish battle driver, but this is zombies, so pass turn. <clears throat> if you want to know more ways you can get in touch with the cast and find more ways you can enter into the contest, here's how you can do that. You can reach Big Tuck at Big Tuck Tweeting. Big Tuck, where can you reach me? You can reach him at Mr. Combo number five. Everything's spelled out except for the five. 
Oh, he said that with such yeah. conviction. I'm kidding. Squee, where can they reach the main account? You can reach the main account at CMD Tower on Twitter or Facebook. And that is Cinco Mayo Dios. Wow. No. Cinco Dio Mayos. CMD? No, it's not CDM. Oh. Wow. Wow. But, uh, you're you tried, you electronic you tried there, to be, You tried to be the blaster, but indeed you were the blasty. That's Ted. And if you want to reach our awesome production team for your own future projects, how would you do that, Mr. Combo number five? Oh, well, you could reach me at Dear Squee or uh, at Dear Squee at CMBTower.com. Oh. I also have a really cool uh, website, Rich Chaos Records. Uh, you can also reach me at richchaosrecords at gmail.com. So angry. Uh, uh, I also do music. I do podcasts. I have a full studio if you want to get me infected in the Kansas City metro area. <laughs> well, that's really exciting, Mr. Common Number 5. Thank you very much. All right, let's continue with this outro. If you want to support the show as well as pick up our sponsor with the oh orders you're already God. doing, head over to level1gameshop.com. When you place an order in the order notes, just type in CMD Tower so that they came from The Collective. Outside of their own storefront, they have a TCG player store with over 99% accuracy rating and incredibly competitive prices. They also have a sweet CMD Tower playmat and sleeves, as well as everything else you need from an MTG and other game perspective. And especially during these times, please support your LGS, especially the ones that give you guys free bunch of shit. So... Another way you can support the show is head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. We have several reward tiers from as simple as Discord access to even getting a guest spot on the podcast with your own sweet, sweet, janky-ass brew. As well as each tier gives you digital entries into the monthly giveaways. And of course, thank you to Pink Royal for the music they provide in our episode. So Big Tuck, to close it out, Kisa and Geralt's Bad Day yeah. Night, or a.k.a. Cersei yeah. and Jamie, Jamie Lannisters another, every day. Another, another fun, tr- another fun think? tryst at the uh, at the Lannister compound. Uh, you know, I, it it was weird. I agree with you. This deck is one of your not so fun, but honestly, I had a blast talking about it. Like this was really fun. Um, you know, I, like I said, I think it's like it's one of those ones where it's like right on the cusp, right? Like it's and believe me, I know how this is with my decks where they're kind of spread a little thin among what they're trying to do. So I, I honestly think like if you want to cut it into three colors if you want to cut it into one like i think that i think that like was the best idea out of all the ones we have that's come out right like doing cutting down to the mono color zombies and kind of building around that i think that could be really cool it's it's like one of those decks where it's like it's fun to see and i like to see it out in the wild if you will um but it's like it's just right on it's like right on the edge of being something you know so I think with I think with like you said with some of the cuts that we came up with, changing changing a little to be a little more consistent with the curve and with the with the mana rocks in it, you know, I think this could be something that you that may not be one of the ones that like you have to you have to play it or else it's gonna get an inch of dust on it. <laughs> yeah, you know, the the way I kind of look at this is I've talked about this on previous casts before, to where, in my opinion, when you add a color, for example, when Squee was initially a Reese the Redeemed mono green deck, mm-hmm. and then he splashed in white, I personally felt that the deck got 10 yeah, times better. Yeah, for sure. Because now you got white's removal, yep. white's board ripes. Just adding in those colors makes a big yep. difference. Same thing with my... Marin of Clan Nell Toth deck, right. which was Golgari, black green. I splash in you white. Got, you got, yeah, all these other Caridor, options. Yeah. And Caridor is a powerhouse. Yep. This is, I think, one of the decks that I think if you remove a color, it probably gets or better. At least, or, 
or or even add a color and it gets yeah. better. But it's one of those to where normally if you would say, oh, if you would take out a color, it's going to get a better feel, a better vibe. It's like, no, you're crazy. Right. I think this is actually a deck to where if you take out a color, you're probably I, right. Yeah, I agree. Like, and I think like if you, I think it's like if you add a white in, you're going to have to put in a lot more of like just kind of white generic stuff. Generic. Yeah, which, which yes. I mean is fine, right? Like it's one of the things that this deck lacks is like can't. Everyone could use an Elspeth uh, Sun Champion. I, you, you couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Especially because all zombies are below four. Uh, minus two ability. Check it out. Uh, but yeah, but like I think to, I think to your point, like this could be a great second black deck to play. You know, like I think it's like, and believe me, to your point, when we talked about like my decks of girlfriends pass, the second I started cutting stuff out and trying to make them into something, whether it was like cutting the commander or cutting specific themes of it, they just got like the, the return on investment of a join and being like, oh, I can't like this deck's in my rotation. I'm actually looking forward to actually giving it a try. Definitely is there. So, and like I said, I think this deck is right, right there on the cusp. Yeah, you know, and I think the weirdest thing and the last point that I'll make uh, before I let you make any last thoughts that you have is whenever I loan this deck out to people in our playgroup, they always tell me they have a great time with it. They love playing the deck. Joe and Dan have both played this deck in the last six to eight months. Uh, I think even maybe a couple yeah. times. And each time I'm like, so what did you think about it? Was it just a piece of trash? They're like, dude, I <laughs> I had like yeah. 18 2-2 zombies out there. I was milling people or I was controlling the board and state. you're like where was the, where um, were these when like, i play it <laughs> i know why don't you put in the effort when we're together well that's all yep. i gotta back, say about back that to, uh, so the last thing i'll, I'll get, i guess i'll leave you with is it's thriller thriller night bye